Hello again, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Earl Time Podcast. My name is Earl Austin Jr. here, and of course, we're talking basketball all over the state of Missouri high school and college, and I hope you've enjoyed the first four episodes of the Earl Time Podcast, and if you have, make sure you share them with all your friends and family members. We're talking about the, all the young people around the state of Missouri. Of course, we talked about the pre-Thanksgiving tournaments in our last episode, and this week, we're going to talk about at least two dozen tournaments around the state from that last weekend of November to the first week in December. There were all kinds of tournaments. So we'll pick out a few from each uh, section of the state as I kind of went on my Earl Time podcast tour, whether it was right there in the gym or as I call my magical stream machine, sitting in my front room watching the games on the stream, which is a lot of fun as well. We're going to take you around the state talk about what I saw in high school basketball. But of course, when we start, I'd like to uh, acknowledge this Earl Time podcast, of course, is produced by the very young and talented Richard Austin, my nephew. If you get a chance to check him, he's a very talented YouTuber, you young people especially. Uh, he goes by King Bling. He has thousands and thousands of subscribers, and you can always use more. So check out my uh, nephew, Richard Austin, who does a great job of producing this Earl Time podcast. Of course, you know, we started last week by going around the state looking at some of the top girls tournaments. We're going to switch it up this week. We're going to start with the boys first. And I think we're just kind of going to alternate between boys and girls. So this week, we're going to start with uh, the, the boys. Also, we got on the show Terrell Ramey of Ramey Basketball. We're going to talk about his great event coming up, the Midwest Showdown Shootout. That's coming up later in the show. But back to the boys starting, I'd say starting with the boys. Of course, the Earl Time Podcast Tour made its way to Southwest Missouri, and we went to see the Republic Tournament at Republic High School, and that was my first time seeing there. It's a very nice facility, nice gym, and they were all very excited, too, because the time I was there, they were gearing up for the school's first uh, chance in the in the Show Me Bowl. They were in the state championship football game a couple of nights later, so there was a, the community was very excited, but they're always excited to, when they put on this early season tournament. They have uh, good teams from right around that Ozark region, Kansas City, and a couple of teams from the state of Arkansas, which uh, produced a winner. The team Springdale, Arkansas, won the tournament, and they were led by a young man named Isaiah Seeley. He's a four-star recruit, a 6'7 guard, who played the first game. He didn't play the second. I think he was injured, but I did see him in that first game against Hillcrest, and it was all that he was uh, <laughs> packed up to be. He was 6'7", get shoot jumpers, dunk, handle the ball, made it look easy, scored in the low post, and a very entertaining player to watch. Of course, he played for that powerful Mocan Elite program in the Nike EY Bell, EYBL. So uh, he's a very good player. They defeated Liberty in the championship game, but Liberty, I had a chance to watch them in that first game. Uh, it's going to be a very good team in the Kansas City uh, area as well. They got good balance up front. They got a strong physical force in the middle named Zach Aganovich, a six foot six inch senior forward who just uh, owned the boards. And the first game I watched against Raleigh, he had at least 15 rebounds. He had eight offensive rebounds. He can also handle the ball. He was leading the break, had a couple of nice drives, dunked the basketball, and a, and a very nice player in the paint. They have a couple of really good guards, good balance team. Kale Mortimer is a 5'11", 5'10", junior guard. Did an excellent job of really probing the seams of the zone defense, really gets low off that dribble and can really lull you to sleep. Then all of a sudden hit you with a burst and then he's at the rim laying the ball in. And they have a 6'1 senior guard named Edric Benaji 
who is uh, probably a, a great two-way performer. He did a good job. He guards the opposition's top player, but he's an excellent athlete. He swoops in for offensive rebounds, and he can hit the open three-point shot as well. Just a very valuable member as an all-purpose player. Ozark is a very good basketball team. Had a chance to watch for the first time. They're probably one of the better 6A teams in the in that Southwest Missouri region. They have a really good guard named Hudson Roberts, a 6'4 junior, very smooth, left-handed kid. In the game against uh, uh, the first game, he against Park Hill South, he started it off with a couple of three-point shots. Really got things going. He's very uh, he's lefty, as I said, uh, very smooth delivery, but he can also get to the basket. Um, with a nice swooping layup or a little pull-up jump shot. He had 25 points in that game. They have a very good inside game as well. Cohen George, a six foot nine, six ten junior. He's one of the top emerging uh, post players in this in the state. And he's got a very nice touch around the basket. He's very mobile. He can step out and shoot, post up well. He's got a bright future. And they have a young man named Jace Watley, a six foot five senior forward. He's been a starter since his sophomore year. A good blue-collar performer scores around that basket with turnarounds, jump hooks, rebounds aggressively, and sets good screens and is a good leader for a young team. Rolla High School, which I've seen a couple times, I saw them at the Bluefish Shootout. They were also in this tournament as well. Of course, we talked about the excellence of Ethan Brown, a six-foot-four sophomore. He was very good as well against Liberty in the first-round game, showing that excellent shooting touch for round three. But he was very good at really driving to the basket. He's right-handed, but he's very good getting to his left as well. They uh, they have a good sophomore group. Another kid that really emerged in this game was Jensen Thomas. He was a six-one sophomore guard, came off the bench, scored in double figures, really gave them some instant offense, really shot the ball well from three-point range, especially from those corners. They have a good good team and a lot of good young players, so the future is very good at Rala. The host Republic Tigers, a team which were, they were missing some key players up front because they were on the football team, but they do have some good guards. One kid in particular, Brinley Higgswood, is a six foot one uh, junior guard who's a three level scorer. Uh, he's got a great mid range game. He does a good job of just getting into that elbow or free throw line area, and he'll just elevate over anybody of any size. And he can get to the basket score, and he can also knock down the three if you give him a step. And he's been doing it since his freshman year, and uh, he's a very good player. Very enjoyed watching him play my first time uh, watching him in person, seeing him a lot on video. His backcourt partner is a young sophomore just on the come up. His name is Riley Tan. He's a 5'10 guard. He's very shifty with the ball, can uh, uh, change directions, hit you with the step back jump shot. And what I like about him, he's small, but he's tough. He went in the lane a couple of troops numerous times and just took hits, knocked to the floor, knocked in different directions, and he would dust himself off, make the free throws, and he's coming back again. He's not a big person, but he showed a lot of toughness, and uh, I really like that. And a young man could score. Park Hill South out of the Kansas City. Area they have another. Speaking of toughness, they have one of the toughest kids I've seen already in Colby Kierdrowski. He's a five nine senior guard, and this young man he comes to the basket hard and often and with authority. He's five nine. He's left handed and he's attacking. And it's the scouting report. Colby's going left. Colby's attacking the basket. And there's nothing you can do about it because he's going to score and he's going to get where he wants to go anyway. And he's going to get to the free throw line. He's going to draw contact. And he hit a couple of three-pointers as well. So if you want to back off of him off the catch, he's going to catch and score it from three-point range. They also have a young man named Damon Stacker, a 6'1", 6'2", senior guard. 
he was saddled with a little foul trouble in the game I watched against Ozark. But when he was in the game, he was a big factor. He really did a nice job getting into the lane, kicking it out to open shooters. He had a couple of three-pointers himself, and he just got good quickness and savvy. And uh, he's, he's going to make a good backcourt, those two seniors, as the season wears along. Staying with Springfield, Hillcrest High School was a very good team as well. They have a couple of real good guards. Tanner Hicks is a six-foot junior, did an excellent job getting into the basket, has a lot of wiggle, can score in tight spaces. He had 25 points against Springdale in that first game. And A.K. State and Balance, a 6'2 senior with very good bounce explosive. Uh, he had a chase down block. He was blocking jump shots and really had a nice uh, burst about him. Uh, good athleticism. So that's a look at the Republic tournament. want to thank the folks at Republic. Good hospitality and uh, really made me feel welcome there as well as I made my uh, tour stop right there in Republic. Staying in Springfield, one of the best tournaments is the Arvest Classic. Arvest Bay puts it on and it's played at uh, Kickapoo High School and Parkview. They host the team's tournament and they, they, they have teams from Springfield, St. Louis, Arkansas, and Kansas City. So it's a good all-around tournament. But it was the two Springfield schools playing in a championship game this time. And Springfield Kickapoo defeated Parkview in four overtimes. These young men played all night long, as Ronald Ritchie would say, four overtimes. And it was a very good game. Springfield Kickapoo has a nice inside-outside combination that's going to grow on you. The inside guy is Jackson Shorter, a six-foot-seven senior forward. Of course, his older brother was one of the stars of uh, Kickapoo's team last year that went to the state championship. Jackson is more of an inside player. Braden was more of a three-point shooter, and Jackson really can patrol the paint inside. But Reese Kimry, a six-foot sophomore guard, really played strong game. He's left-handed. He's strong. He's kind of got that Andre Miller type of game, really gets into the paint. That's not going to blow by you all the time. He's going to get to his spots and just uh, score on traffic. And he had north of 20 points that game in some big buckets. So uh, Springfield Kickapoo, a lot of new characters, cast of characters, but still winning championships. And Parkview, a team which is going to be very good as well. Their top player that game was TJ Hill, 6'2", 6'3", guard. He started off the game. He knocked down a series of three-point shots that really got his team going. He ended up with 24 points as well. And uh, he's going to be one of the top players in the Swimmo area throughout the season as well, Parkview as their team. Want to shout out to a young man named Dylan Duff out of the Smet High School. Not Dylan, uh, Owen, his twin brother. Dylan, of course, is a star quarterback for the team. Owen is his twin brother. He scored 32 points in a consolation, I believe the third place game for the Smet, hit eight three-pointers for the Smet. So the Smet won the tournament last year with his young, with his older brother. Justin was the MVP of the tournament. So another Duff, John Duff's kids all can shoot the ball. John was a great shooter as well, former Billiken and Washington Blue Jay. Now we're going to move to the SEMO area. We're going to concentrate a little bit on the small schools. There were three really good small school tournaments played in Southeast Missouri State. One was the Bernie Tournament, and it came down to two very good teams. Puxico and Risco played for the championship. I watched that game. Shout out to A-Corp Media. They did a nice job really showcasing the talent in uh, Southeast Missouri. And Puxico came away with a win down the stretch. Risco had a young man named Sammy Smith, a 6'3 junior, who was very good. He can really handle the ball, shoot, kind of did everything for that team. And when he, I think they were up, and when he fouled out of the game, that kind of changed the trajectory of that game. Sammy Smith is one of the better small school players 
in Southeast Missouri State. Also, Owen Fortner, uh, a forward, a young forward, did a nice job. I was impressed with his footwork. He had the up and unders, the footwork, and in the pain, he had that thing down. He was moving around. He had the nice steps and anything. So I was really liking him playing. But Puxico had some really good guards. Jeff Hancock, he really stood out in this game, was really shooting the ball well. And they have a young man named Landon Bircher who doesn't start, but I believe he leads the team in scoring. Only about 5'8", 5'9", but he has a good feel for the game. Really can penetrate, stop on the dime, and hit that 15-foot jump shot. And they have a 6'3", forward named Thomas Birch. Rugged, he can step out and shoot it, but he can really do business around the basket. And all three of those were really instrumental in that win. Uh, Neelyville has a nice player. They they were in the, the, the third place game. They lost to Twin Rivers, but I love a young man named Kaysen Stevens, a 6'4 guard. Uh, he's fantastic. He's an excellent three-point shooter. He kind of has to handle the ball, kind of facilitates for his teammates, and can really score. And he's got good size, too, at 6'4. And Twin Rivers had a young man named Carter Williams who scored 27 in that third-place game. He, he was very impressive shooting the basketball. Just a very good guard as well. Moving over to the Gideon Bulldog Classic. And it was uh, East Prairie versus uh, Kennett played for the championship. So, and it was East Prairie who was like the four or five seed, and they came away with the championship. And East Prairie defeated Carruthersville, who was the top seed in the semifinals, and then they defeated Kennett, the third seed, to win the championship. And they were led by a young man named Connor Markham, who's a junior point guard. He was been there since he was a freshman. I remember watching him as a as an eighth grader coming up, watching playing for my buddy Trey Porter's Semo Bulls at the time. I said, "Oh, this kid's going to be pretty good." Now he's the blossoming into one of the better small school point guards in the Semo area. He had 17 in that game. They have another young man named Noah Johnson, a six three, six two, six three forward. He was in foul trouble in the championship game, but when he was out there, you could see his scoring ability. He had 30 in the semifinal game against Carruthersville. Evan. Kennedy is a big left-handed kid around that basket who can really score, gives him some size and physicality. Kennett, coached by my buddy Fred Garman, uh, has a nice junior named Deshaun Wilson. He's got good length and quickness, but he can also shoot it from three-point range, kind of a dual-threat type of guard. And also Dyson Watson is a, is a very good guard. It was impressive in that game, really shot it well from three-point range. The final team in the, in the tournament in Springfield, excuse me, in the SEMO area, was the OIT, the Oran Invitational Tournament. And it came down to two pretty good teams as well. Benton Kelly High School defeated Richland Essex High School. Benton Kelly, of course, the former stomping grounds of uh, Hall of Fame coach Rich, um, my man at Troy, Mitch Wilkins, who had a lot of success there at Kelly. Of course, he had a Hall of Fame career at Troy. Now he's in Kentucky or Tennessee somewhere doing the same thing. But Kelly is still very good. They had a young guard named Michael Dollins, who was a 5'10 senior, scored 21 points, uh, can penetrate, was shooting the three-point shot. And I think the key was their size. They have a young man named Dalton Fork, who's about 6'5", 6'6", and then down there at that size school, you get a big kid who knows how to play. You got a big advantage, and he really uh, had a double-double that game. And you have another kid inside named Reese F. Tink as well. So that's a very good combination that uh, Kelly has, and it helped them win that championship. And it overcame a big performance by Hunter Sanders, who's a 5'10 senior guard for Richland Essex. He's a very entertaining guard. He scored 26 points in that game, but not only can he shoot the ball, but he's got the ability to create his own shot. 
Young man has a very impressive offensive bag, and it was on display in that game. Now we're going to move back here to the St. Louis area, and we have a couple of tournaments. One tournament was the MICDS Tip-Off Classic, and uh, it came down to University City taking on MICDS, the host school, two very good teams. But it was MICDS who came away with a 70-54 to 54 victory. And uh, as my old friend Anthony Whitaker, of course, his son played uh, played for some great U-City teams. Whenever U-City would get on floor, Anthony would go, U-Time! And it was U-Time that night. And uh, this is a team which I've been very high on from the preseason. They got good balance. They got good size. And you saw that in this game. So Myel Taylor, 6'1", junior, had 19 points. And uh, Lee Williams, Jaden Creighton, a couple of 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six kids, did the job inside. And Kobe Jones is a nice point guard. So that's a good victory for University City. We talked about their girls last week getting a big statement win at Fashan in the Thanksgiving Classic. Well, their boys, it was their boys' turn doing it this time, beating a very good very good MICDS team that's within the state quarterfinals last year by 16 on their home floor. So hats off to U City as well. Valley Park is a small school. We don't get a chance to talk about them as much, but this they have a good small school tournament. And Kip Legacy, I believe Kip uh, St. Louis won this tournament. I had a chance to see Kip in the uh, Jamboree at Hazelwood East High School, and they defeated the host Valley Park. They have a young man named Javon Jones, who was really dealing throughout this tournament. I mean, he's averaging like 26 points a game, and I was impressed with him at the Jamboree at Hazelwood East. Kids always go, go. He gets the ball, this full tilt boogie, and he can score in that paint and uh, gets in the open court, and uh, he just makes things happen. And they have a young man named Carl Johnson who's of a long 6'2", 6'3", wing player, who has really uh, kind of become that second score as well for Kip. So they're off to a good start winning that tournament, and they're 6-0, and I believe, on the season. Valley Park is led by a young man named Will Geary, who's kind of been there holding it down at Valley Park ever since he was a freshman. He scored 33 points in that championship game, but he's been scoring north of 20 ever since he uh, stepped foot in that building. And I think he's probably going to, in probably in range, if not breaking the record scoring with what he's done by the, the great, Gary Buchanan, who was a star player at Valley Park and, of course, played at Villanova. He's in Villanova's Hall of Fame as well. So good stuff happening at Valley Park. We had a couple of good, one of our, two of our top programs in St. Louis teams ventured to Chicago to take place in the Chicago Classic. And, of course, you go there, you better be bringing some heat that time. And, of course, Vashon and Cardinal Ritter always bring heat whenever they go on the road. And Vashon doing a nice job. They defeated Chicago Mount Carmel in a very good game as well and uh, they're being led by Nicholas Randall or 68 junior forward they call him butter and he's really starting to really come into his own he had 20 points in that victory and uh, look out the name remember the name Jimmy McKinney from Vashon from 20 years ago in University of Missouri well his son Jimmy McKinney the third is really stepping into coming into his own in only his second or third varsity game he scored 13 points knocking down three-point shots. He's a future standout for the Wolverines. Not only did they win at uh, Chicago, but the week before they played in the uh, Kevin Brown Memorial Tournament of Champions and came away with a two-and-one two record, beating the top teams from Arkansas and, I believe, uh, Florida as well. So that's a high-level tournament, and the Wolverines uh, showed their uh, moxie, winning three out of four games in those two different locales. Cardinal Ritter, they've kind of been on the tour as well. They defeated 
Whitney Young out of Chicago, 65 to 63. Now the Lions, have, they've been in Texas. Of course, they played their opening game beating New City, but Coach Ryan Johnson has those kids, a very a veteran team led by Clayton Jackson, who uh, led them in scoring, and a young man named Quentin Parker, a 6'4 senior guard who's kind of a, a real good 3D player. Not only can he knock down threes, but he can dunk the basketball just like any, nobody else can. And like his father, Josh, who's a heck of a player at Berkeley High School back in the day. And uh, like I said, it's a very experienced team. And they're, I think they're going to Utah. They've been to Dallas. They're going to Arkansas. So they're going everywhere as well. So Cardinal Rune Vashon representing the STL very well with a couple of victories in Chicago. Let's move across the state now. We're going to Kansas City. And we're going to start at the Fog Allen Invitational, I believe, which was played at William Christman. High school and congratulations to the Broncos of Lee Summit North. They won the tournament. They defeated uh, Olathen North out of the, on the Kansas side in a very good game. I watched that as well. And they have some pretty good players as well. I've, a young man I've always enjoyed watching, Kavon Newberry, who's a senior point guard, plays for my buddy uh, Mike Lawson for the Missouri Hawks during the summer. And he's a very cool customer, really passes the ball well, hit some big shots in that championship game down the stretch from three-point range and just really has a good head on his shoulders when he's running the show. They have a young man named Trey Paulding. That Paulding name is familiar. His dad, of course, Ricky Paulding, played at the University of Missouri on an Elite Eight team coached by Quinn Snyder a few decades ago. And Trey is a 6'4 guard, good athleticism, can shoot the three. Heck of a baseball player, too, as well. So he'll have some choices about which way he wants to go. Another good sophomore was Will Ray. as a physically built guard who can get into the lane and score. He can also shoot. And a junior named Braden Means, who's got good length and uh, plays with a lot of energy and a good motor. So a good showing by uh, Lee Summer North to get this early season championship as well. William Christman, the host school, finished in third place. And they got one young man I really enjoy watching. His name is Leo Gaiman. He's a 6'6 junior. He's got a good body, but he's got good fundamentals, good feet. He can pass it and score around that basket. He had 29 points, I believe, in the third place game. And he's part of a good family lineage. You know, his two older brothers I watched come through the ranks. They were at Nevada Clay game and, of course, uh, set records at Nevada to high school and of course played at Abilene Christian on the NCAA tournament team and his younger brother Dalton also had a very nice uh, run at Nevada so Leo is the kind of the, the baby of the family well he's 6'6 and uh, he's uh, making a name for himself at William Christman. Finally in Kansas City you got the 810 Varsity Classic they put on a very good double header which was at Oak Park High School and in the finale Oak Park of course the whole school defeated Grandview pretty decisively in Oak Park we've talked about we'll probably talk about them throughout the year they're one of the most talented teams in the state they have you know Corbin Allen is one of the best players on this night Josh Corey a 6'4 sophomore had 17 points and uh, uh, they're going to be a very good team to be reckoned with throughout they were 26 and 2 last year and most of the talent is back and uh, Grandview as a team a young man named Josiah Kirkwood who I was very oh I've been impressed with he's been a starter since his freshman year does an excellent job has good quickness can beat you off the dribble and he can pull up and knock down the three-point shot which makes him tougher to guard and they have a young man named Michael Smith Jr., a long, slender 6'2 guard, who I believe was at Hogan Prep last year. And he can uh, really uh, add a little more offensive punch to that team as well. In the first game, 
it was Springfield Central taking on Staley, the defending 6A state champion. And it was Springfield Central with a big victory and one of the most impressive three-point shooting performances I've seen from a high school team in a long, long time. These young men hit 14 three-pointers in the first half, 14 and a half of basketball against a good team. It was ridiculous. It was unbelievable. It was Tyree Brooks. It was Devin Sanford. Keon Epps and Rue Wells, you, you, you had to see it. They just, I mean, they, they just got in a groove and everybody was going. I mean, it was Tyreek, Rue, Keon, Devin, Springfield Central, Bulldogs, 14 three-pointers. You made them! That's how excited I was. Y'all had me challenge Shirley Caesar up in here. Shout out to Coach Epps and the Bulldogs, Springfield Central. Look forward to seeing you. And, you know, by, after, by the time I was, was broadcast, they would have played Vianney, the Norm Stewart Classic. Another three-point shooting team. My God, that's going to be unbelievable. We're going to move to North, a little bit northwest now, the northwest Missouri. We got a couple of tournaments. The Savannah Tournament, and uh, that came down to Maryville against Kearney. The Spoofhounds defeated Kearney. Uh, ended up being a, a double-digit win. It was close early, but uh, the Spoofhounds came away with it. They're led by Derek Quinlan, who's an excellent football player, but he's a very good basketball player as well. He can wheel and deal off the dribble. He can shoot the three, and he was really doing a nice job. And, of course, Peyton McCollum is an outstanding point guard. Of course, the son of Ben McCollum of the Northwest Missouri State, uh, Ben's basketball dynasty. But a young man who came off the bench and uh, – Kind of broke things open in the second half was Tate McCollum, who's the younger brother. I believe he's a freshman, not too big, but he was knocking down three-point shots and really started that rally. And it was 21-21. He had two threes in a row and really uh, got the spoof hounds going. Kearney is a very solid team. I was impressed with Aiden Sally, a six foot six junior, kind of a stretch four. He can score on that paint, but he was hitting those pick and pop jumpers from three point range, especially at the head of the key. They have a young man named Davin Hanna, who's an excellent two way performer, normally their leading scorer. Really, it was impressed with him throughout the summer with Kansas uh, City Sixers program. And Harvey Sayon, a six three guard who's a multi purpose, good athlete. Uh, plays with the RDC Chasers out of the Kansas City area. A uh, very good player as well. Good to have because he can make things happen without really having to command touches because he's always around the ball. A couple of other players who really stood out when I watched him uh, made the all-tournament team from Platte County, a young man named Judah Vigneri, who's been playing varsity since he was a freshman year. He's really stepped into a prime role. He's averaged about 28 in this tournament. He's got a smooth jumper, comes off the catch, ready to shoot it, knocks it down. He looks very confident out there now that he's the lead guy, gets to the basket, stops and pops from mid-range. He looks really good out there. Another good shooter who played well is Toby Ford out of uh, Smithville High School. He's left-handed, and uh, he, he can really knock down jumpers as well. And he's stepping into a, a prime role. Small school teams uh, in the, uh, at the Northwest were at Albany, and it turned out Platte Valley defeated Princeton in the championship game. Platte Valley, of course, is a, is a class one power from that state. And of course, they got to the state final four last year and finished in third place. And this year they got, I think I call them the three musketeers. They got three really good players. Alex Matson is a 6'1 senior. He was an all-state performer who can shoot, pass, dribble. He can also uh, play that game in the inside and make his teammates better. But he also has two partners in Brandon McQueen and Justin Miller. All three of them, when they're playing well, 
Platte Valley is very tough to beat. Miller really was knocking down three-point shots, really kind of got that team going as well. A young man from uh, Princeton, though, who finished second, was uh, I was impressed with was uh, Talon Holt, a six-foot-three senior who kind of they're, is their do-it-all player. He's their inside guy. He's also their point forward, point guard, whatever you want to call it. He was knocking threes down. He can also score in the post, and he was the one distributing the basketball. He was fun to watch, too, as well. And so whatever Princeton does, it'll be Taylor Holt being the one carrying them. Coming to the Midmo area, the main tournament was the Montgomery Montgomery City, Montgomery County tournament, and it was Montgomery County taking on Mexico in the championship game, and Mexico came away with the championship. Mexico has one of the best guards in that area in DJ Ford, who scored 29 points to lead the uh, the Bulldogs to the victory. He is super quick, exquisitely quick uh, getting to that basket. And he knocks down threes. He gets in the open court and he's just tough to deal with. He's been there since his sophomore year. And now he's uh, one of the main guys for the main guy from Mexico. And you overcome a good Montgomery team in their home court. Very impressive victory by Mexico. Montgomery County, of course, led by Clayton Parker, the 6'8 junior, scored his 1,000 point in the tournament. So scoring 1,000 points early in your junior year, many more to come. Congratulations, Clayton. And finally, the Troy tournament, this is combination St. Louis, mid-Missouri, because the championship was won by Battle High School. And Battle did a nice job. Uh, they were led by Tate McCubbin, the 6'8 forward, who was named the MVP of the tournament. Excellent ball player, but Deshaun Jackson also had a very good tournament, scoring in double figures as well. Vernell Holt Jr., they just got a lot of good perimeter players. They're going to be tough to guard. Troy was led by Andrew Moore, who had a tremendous tournament, and it was tremendous for them to get to the championship game. Troy is a team which got to the state uh, Final Four last year, and they lost all of their starters except for Andrew, who's a six foot two junior, and he's really stepping up into that main role. He scored 44 points in the initial first round game. Game against Winfield, another 30 in the semifinals. So he is really going to become one of the top guards in the St. Louis Metro era. He's already served early notice. So that's a look at the boys, a lot of action around the state. We're going to take a look at what's going on with the young ladies in the Show Me State. But first, we're going to talk about Prep Hoops, Missouri, and Prep Girls Hoops, Missouri. Basketball season is here. For the best statewide coverage, it's Prep Hoops Missouri and Prep Girls Hoops Missouri. We cover it all from class one all the way up to class six, and we watch players from all corners of the state as we give evaluations and rankings for all the players on a year-round basis. And also make sure to take advantage of our 30% discount for new subscribers. Punch in Earl Time 30 in the coupon code and get your best coverage of high school basketball in the Show Me State. If a kid's got game, Prep Hoops and Prep Girls Hoops Missouri as their name. Subscribe today. And of course, welcome back to the Earl Time Podcast. And of course, Prep Hoops Missouri and Prep Girls Hoops Missouri. We got this special discount if you want. Uh, subscribe 30% off your first subscription, your first purchase. Just go into the coupon code Earl Time 30, Earl Time 30, and get a 30% discount on your first subscription to Prep Hoops Missouri for the boys or for the girls, Prep Girls Hoops Missouri. Speaking of the girls, the Earl Time Podcast Tour. 
was in, as we said, we were in the Southwest Missouri. We went to Republic High School to see the boys. Well, the day after, we went to Fair Grove High School to see their tournament. Fair Grove, of course, is the home of the Class 3 state champions of 2023, and they were the champions of their own tournament this year as they defeated West Plains in a championship game. Of course, West Plains beat them last year, so Fair Grove getting even. Fair Grove is a team which is junior-dominated and will be another factor for a while in Class 3. They're very, they got a great point guard in Brooke Daniels who really just sets the table offensively and defensively, uh, penetrates and just uh, kind of stuffs the stat sheet as well. They have an excellent guard in Ashton Bell, a two-guard at 5'9", who we talked about had a great championship run in the Final Four last year who can shoot it, she can pass it, good in the open court. Cam Hart is a very good, solid, all-purpose player, a 5'9", kind of a wing player. And Abby Green is a 5'11", forward who kind of holds things down inside as well. And there's just a lot of good other players alongside that main four. West Plains played and saw them in the semifinals as well. They'd be a very good uh, Logan Rogersville team. They got a good, two good uh, veterans. Of course, Alyssa Joyner, 6'2", uh, matchup problem, who's a three-point shooter who can also score in the post. And Olivia Lawson, who was really good against Logan Rogersville, 5'8 guard who really plays with a lot of get up and go, especially when she gets that ball in the open court. Some of the young players really showed out as well. Lucy Hafer, who was very impressive, a 5'8 sophomore cigar, but she really is effective around that paint area, could score around that basket. And Zoe Shrub, who's a kind of a, a, star, a starter who actually comes off the bench. She's averaging 10 points a game, but she can shoot the three and really plays with a lot of confidence offensively. Logan Rogersville has one of the better sophomores in the Southwest region, and Haley Buckman, a six-foot guard, who hits more than 73s last year. It's great shooting range, but she can also handle the ball and can see over the defense and facilitate offense. They have some good young players. Reagan Rasmussen is a six foot one uh, sophomore center who's very good around that basket, has a nice touch, catches the ball well. And Eden Kibbe, who uh, really shot the ball well, she had five three pointers in that game against uh, West Plains at 17 points. Also had a pull up off the bounce, too, which I liked as well. Clever High School out of uh, uh, it's a small school uh, it's in the consolation bracket. They have two excellent guards. One, one of my favorites, I always talk about Ireland Jones, a 5'5 senior who's a three-level scorer, who's really uh, very competitive, loves to attack that basket, doesn't matter, takes the contact. Very good player. She had 24 in the game I watched. And Caitlin Hicks, a very good backcourt partner. She's one that she is good at throwing that long lead pass, leads the fast break, unselfish player. She can also shoot the ball well and makes good decisions. So that's a very good backcourt at Cleaver High School. They're going to win a lot of games this year. Lebanon High School features a 6'1 senior named Bodie Cox, uh, 6'1", 6 foot 6'1". She can play inside, but she's also a facilitator. She handles the ball. She drops some very impressive dimes. They were playing a boxing one, so they were trying to limit her. So she was getting her teammates involved, but she can also get her own buckets. A young lady inside named Madison Meyer, she had 19 points in the game I saw. Really strong inside player, gets good positioning inside. Nice touch around the basket. And finally, Mount Vernon, a young lady named Addie Hall, uh, in the game against Lebanon, she really was on fire. She scored 34 points in that game. Started off attacking the basket, really getting to the free throw line, kind of softening up the defense. And then by the second half, when they were trying to rally, she was knocking down three-point shots. So she showed a, she showed a good bag that game and scoring 34. That was the high 
point total of the four games that I watched. So that was what's going on in Southwest Missouri, the Fairgrove Tournament. Once again, thank you very much to the folks at Fairgrove for the hospitality. Had a good time there and saw some very good girls basketball. And they really support their girls and their community as well. That's good to see. They want to stay champions. Yep. In Kansas City, now we're going to go to the Winnetonka Tournament. And that was a good uh, tournament. I watched that games on the stream. Grain Valley High School defeated Lee Summit in the championship. Now, Grain Valley is a team which graduated one of the best players in the state of Missouri we've had in a long time in Grace Slaughter, who's uh, playing now at the University of Missouri and doing an excellent job. But they have some good players who are stepping in now in her absence or graduation. Young lady named Piper Hardigan, a, a guard, point guard scored 21 points and was really knocking shots down from three-point range and handling the basketball. And uh, really, they were down by seven at halftime, and she really got things going in the second half. Also, Cameron Kelly, uh, who's also a guard, she was really doing a nice job shooting a three-point shot. And they have a 5'10 sophomore forward named Addie Seifert, who really handles her business in that low post physical player rebounds very strong around that basket. So Green Valley is going to put together a real solid season. I think this year they beat Lee summit, which has a dynamic duo of uh, Avery Roush, a five foot 11 junior who's got the size to play inside, but also the skill set to play outside as she showed it. And she was knocking threes down, handling the basketball and a very good player plays for that Earl Watson Academy during the summer. And Adriana Benassi, a five foot 10 senior lefty kind of in the same mold as Avery, just that versatile wing player who could play inside outside because of their size and skill set. They're going to win a lot of games, so it was good seeing them getting into the championship game. Oak Park finished in third place. Uh, they, defeat, they defeated uh, uh, Lee Summit West in that game. They had a 6'2 junior named Lily Everly, as well as uh, Delaney Harbucker, a 5'9 junior. A couple of nice young guards in Brecklin, Scanlon, a 5'4 sophomore. And Kira Ross, a nice freshman. Way more peculiar was in there. They have one of the best sophomores in the state in Sophie Terry. She's a 6'0 guard. Who uh, was kind of their point guard, but she's also their main scorer. She was hitting pull-up three-point shots and also uh, dropping some very nice dimes to open teammates. And St. Joe's Lafayette is a team that's got some good veterans named Honor Manning, who's a five-seven, super quick, a lot of speed at the guard position, good on defense. But they got some promising newcomers. I like six-two Lanaya Kerrigan. She's six-two, got great length. She was blocking shots and rebounding. And a young lady named Emery Omen, who might be one of the best offensive rebounders I've seen already. Much like the young lady from Left for Life, which I've talked about uh, as well, uh, Emily Omen uh, just gets position. You cannot keep her off the offensive glass. If not, it's going to be a long night because she's always there snatching rebounds. Also in Kansas City, Van Horn had a tournament and uh, Raytown South uh, won that tournament. And it's a three-peat for Raytown South. Fantastic team. They were 4 0 already. They have one of the best sophomores in the state in Jayla McClendon, a six foot two forward. She's a power forward who can really dominate inside, scoring, rebounding, blocking shots, but she can also handle the ball and pass it as well. And her, um, Got a good compliment in Tanaya Cruthard, who's a 5'9 junior, who's kind of smooth, left-handed, 
excellent uh, ball player. Uh, they're going to do a lot of good things for Raytown South. Coming to St. Louis, now the big tournament, the Troy tournament was held, and it was the host Troy Trojans beating Columbia Hickman in a big-time battle, a high-level game between two of the top teams in the state. Troy, of course, got to the quarterfinals last year, and uh, their young team, they were a young lady named Maya Robinson, who was the MVP of the tournament. She's a sophomore. She's got a great motor on both ends of the court and can score and play really good defense and they have a couple of really good freshmen grace means is a five foot ten guard who's one of the top freshmen in the state she really has a lot of swag to her game i call her swaggy g and because she gets to the bucket can really drop a dime late in the game uh, she took it upon herself she got to the basket and dropped some big buckets down the stretch for that victory and ellie porter excuse me uh ellie moore is a 5'10", five, five, almost six feet forward, who, of course, I talked about her brother, Andrew, on the boys' team. Well, she had 13 points, and she's going to be a very good player for Troy. So a tremendous win over Hickman High School, who's one of the top teams in the state of Missouri. Going to Northwest Missouri, a couple of tournaments, the Savannah Tournament was won by Chillicothe. They defeated Smithville, two of the top teams in that part of the state. Chillicothe was led by MVP Jolie Bonderer, a 5'9 point guard, who was excellent in that game that I watched on the stream, and Kayana Cranner, a 5'11 senior. This is a team with a lot of experience. They won 24 games last year, and it showed in that game as well. Smithville is a team that's got to the Final Four two years ago, and they're looking very good this year. They got a balanced team, but they got good size. They got a 6'2 junior named Peyton Walford, who's a stretch four, who can really shoot the ball from three-point range, but she's an excellent passer from the high post, and she can also handle the ball and facilitate offense and they had a six foot sophomore named Reese Foster who made the all tournament team she kind of handles things on the inside finishing the third place was a very good St. Joe Benton team so right there that's three really good teams uh, at the at that level and of course Benton got to the championship game the last two years and they're very good this year a couple of small school tournaments we had the Nottaway, uh, the Platte Valley Invitational. You had Nottaway Valley beating St. Joe Christian. Two really good small school girls players for Nottaway Valley. Ava Graham, a 6'1 junior. I saw her earlier this summer playing for Kansas Select. She's a force around that paint. She had 21 points and 12 rebounds, and she's going to be tough to handle at the 1A level. And St. Joe Christian is a young lady named Chloe Burnham, a 5'8 guard who's very good as well. She had a 39-point game in that tournament. And in the Albany tournament, and I watch these games on Albany TV on Facebook, and shout out to Albany TV, they do a great job. Platte Valley, of course, a fixture in Class 1 with the Final Fours and state titles. They defeated Princeton. Maggie Collins was the MVP. Princeton is a young lady named Addie Hinky, who's one of the better players in that area as well. And uh, finally, we're going to go to SEMO and Mid-Missouri. First, SEMO, the area, Cape Girardeau, Notre Dame, defeated Jackson to win the SEMO Conference Tournament five years running. Now, they won it five years. Jackson gave them a run this year, though. Jackson had Cape Notre Dame down 11 points in that second half fourth quarter, I think, and that's some serious foul trouble, but Bree Rubel, a 5'9 sophomore, hit some big shots, really uh, got things going, so Cape Girardeau, Notre Dame, wins the SEMO tournament. Uh, young lady, probably, we talked about really good 2027s freshman, as a young lady named Alice Edwards from Kennett High School. She led them to a third-place finish, and she's already averaging close to 30 points a game, already a quick point guard 
who's already making a name for herself as a freshman. And in the, the Lady Dogs Classic at Van Buren, it was Donovan, a very good team. The Donettes have been a strong program in recent years, and uh, they they were very impressive in winning this championship. And they have a good freshman as well, and Carson Haygood. I believe I talked about her brother on the on the boys team and they're a smooth point guard. Well, Carson's five, nine. She's already put a couple of games with 27 points and she really shoots the three point shot as well. And has a nice feel for the game. Very smooth player as well. And finally at Montgomery County and Tipton in the mid Missouri had big tournaments. And it was the host team winning those championships. Tipton defeated California in a battle of two very good teams in the mid Missouri area. And it was Montgomery County defeating Herman to win their championship. So congratulations to those teams. Now what we're going to do is we're going to talk it over with uh, Terrell Ramey of Ramey Basketball. He has a big event coming up, and we'd like to welcome him to the Earl Time Podcast. So here's talk with Terrell Ramey. Welcome back to the Earl Time Podcast, and we're pleased to be joined by one of the great Ambassadors of St. Louis basketball. I call him Mr. Basketball here in St. Louis. His name is Terrell Ramey of Ramey Basketball, and he's putting on a great event here in St. Louis, the Midwest Showdown Shootout. It's coming up next week. And uh, first, hello, Terrell. How are you today? Truly blessed, man. Truly blessed to be in your presence. You call me Mr. Basketball. You are Mr. Basketball, and being in this space with you is a blessing, and I appreciate the opportunity to have a platform to show a little bit and talk a little bit about our event. The Midwest Showdown Shootout, 16 years, as I mentioned. It's coming up on the 16th. Uh, you've had great players, great teams. What what keeps you going, putting on this great event? Uh, just the want, the desire, you know, building relationships. The relationships have gotten stronger over the years. And uh, when I talk about want, you know, I remember when I used to have to beg, borrow, and plead for people to get into this event. Now I'm, I'm getting hit up early and often, like the day after the event, can you please get our school in? Or even fans, can you get this team in? So that piece has gotten better, and, th- and that keeps me charged up. And seeing the college coaches come through and get information on the kids and kids getting scholarships on the spot, you know, those are all, you know, keyword things and it's just a community event no violence knock on wood and just a good family and atmosphere you know so just a good day of basketball something like the old school of course seven games this year it's at rittner high school on the 16th i believe it's a saturday i believe absolutely and of course uh, we'll talk about the lineup first you have uh, the whole school rittner huskies taking on madison illinois well, you got a cross-time river rivalry a little bit. You know, Rittner host school, Coach George Lee, doing a good job trying to revamp that program. Uh, won 16 games last year, did solid in the districts. Um, graduated some players, but he returns a good good lineup. You know, two good juniors, Alex you know, uh, Jackson and Shane Bishop. They're stalwarts. They're, they're going to try to lead this team, this young team. Um, they're off to a little rucky start this year, but they had a tough schedule. And then Madison, I'm really excited to see um, Philip Gilbert's over there. You know, they just – uh, named Maurice Baker Court over there, so they're very excited about their basketball in Madison. They're off to a good start. They got a junior, Jermaine Skinner. His first game had 52 points. Wow. Hit like 12 threes, man. He's electric. And he has another a backcourt mid, DeBiron Boyd, who's both of them feed off each other. Very quick guards that come out and play very hard. And they got a big in the middle of senior earners, Davenport, who blocks shots, run the floor, finishes around the rim. So it's going to be a tough task for Rittner, but, you know, they're on their home court, so they got to represent Two other good teams coming up here. Uh, big school against a small school. Good matchup. St. Louis U High against Montgomery County out of mid-Missouri. 
I'm really excited to see Montgomery County, man. I've been a big fan of that 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 brand of basketball. They do it right. Um, team full of juniors, almost. You know, when you talk about one of the best players in the state, six eight Clayton Parker, who's a Division one kid. You know, all state guy, averaged over twenty plus last year. Starting to get major major looks. Uh, can shoot it, stretch four type guy. Um, you know, then they got a good point guard Isaiah Thomas. You know, another good guard Tyler Irwin. Um, they got a good transfer from Verona, um, Jacob Stellwerk Wagon, who averaged over twenty plus a game last year. So they're trying to make really headway in their class this year and their coach just wanted to beef up their schedule play some more athletes and athleticism you know then you talk about slew you know urban claggett one of the greats you know he gets to play right after his alma mater you know well you know over there from madison but um he has a young team you know he's going to be led by a senior uh jalen jones he's kind of been a six man for a little while now he gets to be the guy six four ish can really score in all ways Orlando Pace's son is a bulldog down low, undersized, but his strength is immaculate. But Claggett is very excited about his freshman. You know, when you talk about Emory Werman, who's one of the top freshmen in the area, he's just a bucket. You know, Jacker Guidus, you know, he has another kid, Luke over there, who's a good 6'4 swing. They're going to run their stuff. <laughs> They're going to run it till it works. So it's going to be interesting. One of those, you know, sectional type atmosphere type games when you look at it, you know, small town school coming down to play a bigger school in a good environment. And, of course, in Game 3, you got another Mid-Missouri versus St. Louis. Father Tolton, the power out of the Columbia, Missouri, taking on John Burroughs, an up-and-coming small school power here in St. Louis. That should be a good one to throw. Man, this could be a preview for something down the road in Class 4. You know, you talk about a 230 game of this magnitude, that's – you must got a great event. You know what I mean? So, you know, Father Tolton got the news to get one of the best players in the country, uh, Aaron Rowe, you know, to pair up with Xavier Wilson in their backcourt. That's amazing. Xavier Wilson's off to a tremendous start. Uh, one of the most athletic kids you're going to find and shoots it extremely well. He picked up a plethora of offers. Uh, Roe coming from Link is ranked top 25 in the country. Uh, being recruited, everybody just took a visit to Mizzou, you know, uh, unofficial Mizzou. Um, when you talk about John Burroughs, Coach Darrell P.B. Leonard, you know, he's, he's trying to do something over there, and he's got some size. You know, you talk about, you know, Tristan, um, uh, what's his name? Tristan, a big guy. You know what I'm talking about. Tristan yeah. Ford. Ford. Yeah. Tristan, Tristan Ford, right? Yes. Yes. Six eight, you know, um that's Reed, the, Reed. Reed, I'm sorry, yeah. yeah. Terrace's brother, Tristan Reed. And you talk about size, him and Sheik Pearson. You know, two of the biggest front lines you're gonna find in Missouri. Six eight, bullish Tristan, uh, and then you talk about Sheik, six ten ish, longest, very athletic. Both of them are picking up high major offers. Tristan, uh, he's Ranked top 75 on rivals right now. And then you got Ramsey Salem, who's a stalwart there. He's been there for four years, a thousand point score. Um, just played his first year of football this year, had a good year, but he's a scorer. So this is going to be a great class for a battle where both these teams are looking to try to make it down the state. This is a good intersectional battle in game number four. The East St. Louis Flyers out of the state of Illinois, one of the best programs. And then playing Douglas coming from Oklahoma. Oh, man. Douglas High School. So people don't know a lot about Douglas. Douglas is a, a Tough, tough basketball team. They're gritty, grimy. Uh, they won a state title last year. They're coming off a state title. Uh, the last, the best player is a junior. You know, he's a six force guy. He, he gets up and down, plays very hard. Um, their team is just they, they, they're balanced. They're balanced. Uh, they got about three guys being recruited Division One level. They guard you full court. The, the interesting battle about this game is their assistant coach played and graduated from East St. Louis oh, High wow. School. So he 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 said, "Can we get them?" You know, so I said, okay, I'm Mr. Make It Happen. Let's make it happen. And you know Mark Chambers. You know, he made it to state last year. 
Um, McCaleb's gone now, so life after McCaleb, but the cover's not bare. You talk about having a 6'8 Division One guy in Davis Bynum, who's one of the best players in the area. He's versatile. You know, he's not your banger, but he can shoot it. He's long, he's going to block shot, rebound, finish over the rim. They have some really good juniors as well. You know, when you talk about Montreal Stacker, uh, Orlando's Brown, Stacker's going to lead them at the point guard spot. Something they didn't have last year to me. He was ineligible, but this year he's going to really make a difference at the transfer on the east side. And then you talk about Taylor Powell. Big-time football guy who 20-point scorer, all-thought coming over there. You know, he's going to bring his 6'5 versatility to the lineup as well. So I like to see St. Louis team. I think a lot of people are, are not really high on them like they should be uh, or high enough on them, I should say. But they just keep winning. They just keep winning and making noise, man. They're fun to watch, too, and they really get a lot of support. So this game is going to be a fast-paced, tough game. I'm going to have to have, you know, <laughs> referees on full alert and some good refs on this game. So. Absolutely. And of course, it's always a great event when you hit St. Louis versus Chicago. And that's what you got in Game 5. Webster Grove, Statesman, a stalwart in St. Louis, taking on Chicago, Mount Carmel, the caravan. Oh, man, the caravan. Let's talk about them Statesmen first. I, I, I actually, I love the Statesman team. You talk about Isaiah Purvey. I think he is probably the most dominant, versatile player in the area when he wants to play. You know, he's a lefty. He's only six fours, but he plays so much bigger because he plays a physical brand of basketball. He invites contact. And with him being left, he's already awkward. And he can shoot it, handle it, create, do a lot of things that really just kind of give teams a lot of problems. But, of course, everybody's going to come see Scotty. Scotty Atkinson is the new shining star, uh, one of the top freshmen in the country. I hope he doesn't break my son's records over there. <laughs> I'm scared for that. But, you know, if anybody does it, he has a chance. You know, you talk about 6'2", Russell Westbrook athleticism, fast as all can be. And he's just going to bring a lot of a lot of help over there at Webster that they haven't had from an athletic standpoint. You know, and then you talk about some good role players that shoot the ball really well. Quincy Williams, sophomore, Carl Whitehead, who's a grimy, one of those Webster Groves glue guys. Yeah. You know, so Coach Mathis does a good job. And then Webster's going to bring that TTW. They're going to be a tough team. They're going to rebound. They're going to take charge. They're going to be loud. That's what Webster does, and that's what makes them very dangerous. And they're going to scout well. So when I when I wanted to pair them with a team, Chicago Mark Carmel, one of the best teams in Illinois and one of the best players in the country. You talk about Angelo Garcia-Ravano. They just played with Sean, and he gave them fits. You know, he's a six seven kid going to Northwestern. Um, he's one of he's, he's ranked top 150 in the country. He's very versatile, gritty, gritty, gritty guy. Mount Carmel won 26 games last year. They're favored to, to, to get over sectionals this year, where I think they lost in the sectional final. Um, the coach does an outstanding job coaching them really well, playing the right way. They play a really gritty, tough brand of basketball. So it's going to see a matter of will in this game. And then they have another guy, Lee Marks, who's been recruited to Division One level, 6'5", 6'6", real athletic kid. So it's going to be interesting to see who, who kind of folds from the toughness standpoint, yeah. Webster or them. So. Of course, business continues to pick up. You got Chaminade, a perennial power in St. Louis, coached by Frank Bennett. You bring in another strong team from Oklahoma, Millwood High School. Man, Millwood, you know, you're talking about that Oklahoma basketball. You know, Oklahoma basketball is very underrated. You know, you look at what the colleges are doing from Oklahoma. But Millwood is a powerhouse. They won the last two state championships in 3A last, the last two years. And they feature a junior, Jaden Nickens. You know, people are going to be talking about him after this event. He's, he's considered highly the best football and basketball player in the state of Oklahoma. He committed to Oklahoma for football, but he's going to try to play both. He's an explosive athlete at 6'4", um, but he's a dog. He's a dog, you know, and, and he just he just plays with a relentless amount of toughness and effort. And they have two sophomore guards who are blowing up. They just took 
crazy visits to to high major schools. Amari Barrett, who played for Mocan, and Isaiah Wilkes, you know, and both of them are just smooth operators. This team gets up in you. They play fast. Um, Coach Williams really, really does a good job with this Millwood team. And then what can you say about Chaminade? The history speaks for itself. You talk about you turn on TV, you see Brad and Jason all the time. Um, they just they just produce players. And you talk about this young team that has a chance to really be a force of six. I think they will be, as they always are. Uh, starts with Ben Winker. You know, 6'10", a lot of people don't have that size in this area. And he runs the floor like a deer. He's a lefty that finishes over the rim. And then you got Jihadi Susans. You know, um, Jameson is just a, a brute force around that rim. Had a good game last night. And then their backcourt's really, really strong. Johnny Jordan, who picked up some Division One offers, um, didn't play much last year because of injury. He's just a sophomore. Very smooth. Shoots the lights out. He runs the show. Colin Keller, lights out shooter. And then probably their leading scorer is Colin Perry, a junior who I really like. You know, he's versatile. Plays with a toughness. He kind of learned a lot from BJ and some of the other guys in the last year. And now he wants to take that leadership role of being that guy that, that kind of controls the thing. So Frank is going to have always a powerhouse. Chaminade is Chaminade. You know, they're, they're Chaminade, Rashawn, Ritter. You talk about these schools. Those are the schools that, that, that are St. Louis basketball. So I'm blessed to have them back in the event. And, of course, the finale of this great event, an I-55 rivalry between Cardinal Ritter, of course, a great program, coached by Ryan Johnson, and Cordova High School out of Memphis, Tennessee. This is my most exciting matchup I've had in a long time. Um, just because of the styles and the players. You know, it's not a lot of size. You know, you got your six five, six six athletes on both teams. But from a guard standpoint and a tenacity standpoint, both these teams mimic each other. You know, let's talk about Cordova for first. Coach Scales brings in a team that's considered one of the best teams in Tennessee and the best team in Memphis. They're off to an 8-0 start right now. They got a big game coming up in a shootout this week against a big-time powerhouse prep school so that may alter their record a little bit we're gonna see how it really is but they've knocked off some some foes already they got a division one backcourt when you talk about kj tenner you know that's what everybody from memphis says you gotta watch he's must see tv gotta watch him quick point guard signed with drake drake university of the valley and then you talk about julius Dedford. they're gonna be they're gonna be opponents coming up because he's going to missouri state you know he's a six four athlete that i saw in the uibl playing with mocan that just was impressive you know, and, and, and they, they, they just run that ship over there. And you talk about Cardinal Ritter. What Coach, what Coach Ryan Johnson is doing is amazing. Three three championships in four years, and, and the one year he didn't, he finished third, you know, got upset a little bit. But coming off a state championship last year, returns top nine players. Clayton Jackson, Division One guy. Quentin Parker, who will be a Division One guy. And then you talk about Nashawn Davis, who's been a stalwart. You know, Derek Rivers, big-time shooter. You know, the list goes on. James Porter, Makai Barringer, Oscar Patterson, a sophomore. So that – his cupboard is strong, and those guys are playing a battle test schedule like a college team right now. I think they're headed to Utah this week, just came back from beating Whitney Young Saturday. But the way they play, it's fun to watch because they guard, they defend, they run their stuff, and they don't make a lot of bonehead plays. And, you know, when you you, you put that style against Cordovers, in-your-face toughness, playing through their guards, and that's what people want to see. They want to see showmanship. So I'm, I'm excited about it. Fantastic matchup. Uh, for folks that want to see, uh, how do they get tickets online at the door? How do they get tickets? Uh, we're always going to have them at the door. Only risk of the door is, you know, we, we've sold out the last two years. You know, Rittner holds about 2500 People come throughout the day, but you can get them online um, at www.ramybasketball.net. Uh, tickets actually went on sale today. Tickets are $15 for all-day event. Um some great basketball. You're talking about seven quality games, you know, and it's going to be an amazing day of basketball that I'm truly excited about. Of course, we'll have you back in the winter because this 
shootouts become so popular that you've taken it on the road. You have one later in uh, in mid Missouri in the in the, in the middle of the state. And how did that come about? And what does that say to you know, how much folks like the the Remy uh, events? Well, you know, just I'm a fan. I, I, a lot of people do this for different reasons. I do it, and I put matchups together that I would want to see as a fan. What would I pay for to see? So, therefore, I, I've been blessed to have the support and relationships to put matchups that put, put good games on the, the court. So, Mid-Missouri, you know, not a lot to do in Mid-Missouri. <laughs> <laughs> so, they was like, hey, how about this idea? And I know the superintendent at, at Harrisburg High School, and he, you know, kind of push my shoulder and it's something that I'm truly, truly fond of. And a lot of St. Louis teams like to come down there because it gives them that playoff atmosphere, you know, on the road in those small towns against those small town teams. And, you know, it's some good basketball down there that needs to be showcased. And I'm just trying to bring it to light. And my, my future is to keep going to remote areas and kind of bring, you know, teams along that kind of can kind of ignite a great day of basketball. Of course, you referenced your son, Courtney, uh, who was one of the area's greatest players through here, had a tremendous career at Texas and Arizona. How's Courtney doing now? What's going on with the young man? Doing good, man. Learning some new languages. <laughs> he's in Lithuania. They play last night. They won. Uh, he's teamed up with a Billiken right now. Francis O'Curra just got traded oh, to his okay. team. Yeah, so Francis is the start five on his team. So he's got some familiarity with St. Louis with him. They can talk about Emo's Pizza a little bit or something. But they're doing good. It's, it, was, it was a change. I mean, when you when you start playing overseas, it's a different type of basketball. Different, you know, Not only the language barrier, the player barrier, the athleticism, and it's the skill side of things. So you have to adapt to it. So it was an adaption. Uh, he's doing good. You know, he's making good money and playing at a high level, playing with some – and against some high-level players, he's already played against Serge Ibaka, you know what I mean, and things of that nature. So, you know, he's having fun and learning a lot. So uh, the future is bright for him. As a dad, you coach Courtney all through uh, during the, in grassroots since he was a little kid and it saw, you know, foresaw his career. As a dad, what has it been like just to see this young man grow into a great player and a tremendous young man? It's been thankful, man. It's a blessing. You know, um, people don't know the story that, you know, he lost his mom and lost his grandma to influential women in his life, you know, while he was young. So he channeled that in the right way and you see him persevere and only, you know, the accolades are great, but to be a great kid, you know, no, 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 no trouble, no heartaches, doing it the right way, graduating from college, graduating from high school, you know, and, and winning, you know, all that stuff in a boat. A parent can ask for more. So it's been a blessing of it. And what I try to do is I try to put that recipe as much as I can into others. That's why I'm still coaching today. And lastly, also, uh, like I said, this is a year round. You run a great fall league and you coached grassroots during the summer. So this is Tremi basketball is a year round venture for you, isn't it? It is, man. It's grown so much. I remember I, I, I remember the first time I started coaching AAU and I, I did a makeshift tournament at the Overshine, and you walked in because Gateway was playing and all that. And I said, man, how do you get in? You, you to write about our teams and everything. And I remember tagging on you just to get information and tagging on people. And you were one of the ones that welcomed me with open arms, so I'm always forever grateful for that. And to see this program, you know, grow into what it is now, man, you know, God has been great, and I'm, I'm truly blessed to, to have, again, the relationships and the, the, the resources to supply and, and provide this great platform of plethora of things at a, a you know, reasonable situation for everybody and, and for everybody to really gain what they need to gain from it. So it's been really good, man. I, I couldn't ask for more. Well, Terrell, once again, thank you very much for joining us. Continued success and congratulations. And everybody's thankful for all you've done for so many kids in the St. Louis metropolitan and all over the state as well. And continued success to the event next week. Appreciate you. Saturday, December 16th, Ritner High School, seven games starting 1130, $15. Tickets online, RamyBasketball.net. Uh, tickets at the door. 
Come bring everybody. Have a great day of basketball. We got a great concessions. Scouts will be there. You can just come see a little bit of the hospitality room. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so appreciate it, man. And I appreciate you, you know, thinking of me and putting me on your podcast, man. You're doing a wonderful, wonderful job with this. And, you know, I just see so you just, what's next? <laughs> <laughs> Episode six. <laughs> yes. That's a great answer. Well, I thank you and thank everyone. That's Terrell Ramey, folks. Get out and check out his events all over the all over the state, and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun there. We'll have more of the Earl Time Podcast. We'll close things down after this. Well, thank you very much, Terrell. Uh, continued success to you. It's going to be a great event, and I hope everybody gets out there and checks out some great high school basketball at the Ramey Shootout. Before we go to our college spotlight, we're going to give a couple of milestones to some coaches around the state. First, at St. Joseph's Academy in St. Louis, Julie Matheny and her twin brother, Bob Gessling. Congratulations. They picked up the victory number 500 at St. Joseph's Academy, one of the top girls programs in the state. And at Higginsville High School, it was a Jim Stoner. The boys picked up victory number 500. They've been great, especially late. They've been to the past two Final Fours in Class 3. So congratulations to those great coaches as well. Before we get out of here, let me spotlight some colleges and teams and players. First, Nadia Evans, a young lady from Waynesville High School, playing for Grand Canyon. There helps led them to a 6-2 and two record. She's averaging nine points and four rebounds, second on the team in assists, but shooting 41% from three-point range. And some teams, the Mineral Area College men, they're currently 12-0 and 0 on their coach Greg Heyer. And uh, probably one of the top teams, ranked teams in the country. They got a couple of young men right around that area. Preston Turner from East Carter High School, averaging about 12 points a game. And Doriante Tucker from Cape Girardeau High School on a district championship team from a few years back, averaging about 12 a game. Columbia College at 7-2, and two, also doing quite well at the NAIA level. They have a young man named Colin Parker. We talked about his younger brother, Clayton, from Montgomery County. Colin, also a former Montgomery County star, averaging about 18 points a game. And Harrison Vickers, who played at Chaminade High School, averaging 14 points a game. And finally, the women at Drury High School, uh, they're, they open at 7-1 and one under first-year coach Casey Bailey. And uh, they have a young lady named Reese Schaff who played at El Dorado Springs on a state championship team, averaging 14 a game. And Beth Matus um, Martin averaging 16 points and four rebounds a game. What's going to do it for another version of the Earl Time Podcast? Hope you enjoyed it. If you did, share it with your friends. We always enjoy talking basketball around the state with you. Of course, Prep Hoops Missouri, get that 30% discount, Earl Time 30. We'll talk to you next week. We'll be talking more hoops around the state. This has been the Earl Time Podcast. See you soon.